Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano and we're at one of the best times of the year in the footy season, Alex Miller. Everybody's starting to get like kids on Christmas now because the draft is just around the corner. I'll tell you what, some uh, teams are going to have presents under the tree. Cat and those teams like my team, which will have no presents <laughs> under the tree uh, until later in the Christmas night at pick 30. But i tell you what, some clubs are in great positions to draft some talent and we're going to talk about a, a fair bit of it today. Yeah, Port can be opening up their presents and oh, it's just socks. Uh, there's nothing else nothing else there. Alex Doherty, uh, lots to play out in this first round and we're going to be breaking it all down with our phantom draft here. Uh, 26 and 27 selections for the three of us, so it might take us a while here. Yeah, well, that's that's going to be a massive first round ahead. But, you know, as you said, football's Christmas unless you support Port or Richmond. In that case, you get no players, only onions. Because um, <laughs> uh, uh, no, nobody really likes what Port and Richmond are doing at the moment. They'll um, open up their I'm, Christmas. I'm, it'll, I'm be sorry, year, it'll be next year, Doc. It'll be next year when we get our presents. It'll be, yes, it'll, be, it'll be next year. But keen, keen to explore this, boys. We're doing the first round. Uh, as I think quite a few people are doing their first rounds. I've seen the Herald yep. Sun boys do theirs uh, today, um, and I've seen uh, quite a few others sort of give out their mock first rounds. I know your mate at ESPN, Jasper. Yes, I was going to shout him out if you didn't, Doc. Uh, very good and interesting first round um, from Jasper. There were a few yeah. differences there. I'm, I'm willing to trust his word more than us three idiots because he is the draft man. Um, uh, but anyway. I'm a bit sceptical about that, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Discussions to be had here, but uh, obviously a few teams missing out in this first round, like we said. Port aren't in there. Richmond aren't in there. Uh, Frio don't get a say. Brisbane don't get a say. Um, so unfortunately, a few teams are going to be missing out, um, but the ones that are in there have got some good hands to play with, and it all starts, boys, with pick one held by the West Coast Eagles. We've heard so much, Miller, about teams trying to put together packages to try and trade for this pick. Mm. Um, and before we kick off with the actual selection, I think we all know who we're going to go here, but um, we were looking at potential pick trades and you boys were, were cooking up a few things for pick one here, I, I assume. Yeah, well, well yeah. I, I suppose I'll start. I mean, North Melbourne and Melbourne are really the only two teams that are capable of doing things with uh, with uh, what they've got in terms of trying to go for pick one. We know Melbourne are really interested in getting Harley Reid, but I'm not sure if that's... Uh, if that's cooled down or not. So realistically, it might, might just be down to North Melbourne. And and I think they've got every right to try and go for it. I mean, they've they, West Coast want two and three. That's mm. their that's their starting offer. And I don't <laughs> Brady Rollins isn't willing to play with that at the moment, though. Not no, at all. No, and I don't blame him either. I mean, it feels like that's just a bit too much. I mean, North have five first-round picks. They've got two. They've got three. I think they've got, what, 16... Uh, 15, 17, and 18 or something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 15, 17, and 18. So what I think Miller North should do, they've got the future first for next year. Uh, That's regardless on how well they draft this year, though I still think a lot of people are expecting them to finish bottom four. So granted, that's probably going to be between one to – let's say they finish in the bottom two. So that's pick one or two Hmm. right there. You package pick two – this year, you package their first, future first this year, and let's say 15 and 17, you take that to, to West Coast and you say, right, what's this? What's it going to take for you to meet me here? Yeah. Hey, look, it's a good question. I'm much like you though, Doc. I, I think West Coast really want two and three, and I, I think they would say no to, to anything but because if you look at where North sit, they sit in a position where 
they've got to come to the party with something different, Cap, because yeah. if they want one, it's going to take more. I think if we're talking that trade, I think that if it's not two and three, it might it would have to be at least one of those selections and possibly 17 and 18 in my eyes. Yeah, um, the more I think about it, the more I think they, they shouldn't try and, and do it. And I don't think it's going to happen at this point. But they're looking at getting five first-round picks in there and likely yeah, a top-four yeah. selection in next year as well. That's six of the best kids in the country coming onto your list in a 12-month period. And but is that too much, Cat? Is it too no, much? No, it's, not, it's yeah. not too much. You look at North Melbourne's list and you tell me they couldn't benefit from no. six, six of the best kids coming into that list. No, that's true, period. but it's a lot of... A lot of pressure on a lot of young young men. That's it is. Thing. It is. I think they've built enough leadership across the lines. Maybe aside from the back line, which looks pretty screwed at the moment. <laughs> um, but I think they've got the guys in place there that can help this young list move forward. So I think they need to just go for for quantity at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Harley's the best player in the country this year's draft pool, but um, I, I don't think you're really sacrificing much to split for two instead and. Um, for everything we've seen, they're very keen on getting Desmond and McKercher both into the club. So I think that they're going to stick to it now. And uh, it's a good offer, though, Doc, like you said. Uh, got to meet somewhere in that future first, possibly somewhere to come into play. But I really think they're wiser to, to stay away from trading it and keep that absolute pool of selections they've got. Just reiterating, just reiterating on Melbourne's uh, trade offer, 6-11-42 and their future first rounder in exchange for pick one now. I think that was the best offer uh, out of everything that was given to West Coast. You know, you're going to get two picks inside that top 15 this year. Big chance to land Daniel Curtin. I expect him to slide when we do our first round uh, selections. Um, you know, why, why, like I get it. Harley Reid's the best player in the competition, but you'd like. But West Coast have often been gravitating towards homegrown talent. So. There's a lot of homegrown talent coming towards that sort of, you know, late teen selection. But, mm. you know, you look at that and it's not bad. I, I suspect at worst Melbourne might – Melbourne's future first, if they have a bad year next year, it'll probably be around 9-10. Yeah. Uh, so, well, and, well, that and was they, the trade, yeah. I was hypothesizing, Doc. I, I reckon Melbourne would be in a box seat. But it depends where Curtin is. If he's still on the board at 7, seven, um, seven. then <laughs> – it throws things into sort of yeah. yeah. They'd be kicking themselves they didn't have that pick. Then Miller, yeah. if he was there. So that um, that's my question. I think there is, every chance yeah. to have one of Curtin or Watson available at that selection, and they could use both of those guys on their list a hundred percent, and then oh, yeah, fill a need with their second selection Very as cool. well. Yeah, that's true. That's I, I'm I'm leaning towards both of these teams to keep what you've got because both North and Melbourne have more pressing list needs than just Harley Reid into their midfield. North's midfield's looking very, very good. LDU's leading that line and will for the next 10 years. And um, Melbourne, while they probably do need a young mid to come into this team, I don't think Harley's going to change everything. They need more quality on the wing. They need more mm. quality in the forward line. Uh, and just Harley alone is not going to do that. So for what mine, I think... What were you thinking, Kat? Did you have a trade in mind? Yeah, well, I was looking at North with their latest selections. I know I've said that obviously they want to try and get as many talented kids onto the list as they can. But I think more pressing than that right now is a young, genuine key defender coming through. Um, For mine, I think they should be eyeing off Geelong's pick 10 in the possibility that Connor O'Sullivan is still available there. Uh, I think if the Giants don't take him, I think North have to try and get that pick because 
this guy's the best key defender in the draft, Doc, and North are about as light for key defenders <laughs> as a as a country footy team coming back from preseason at the moment. So uh, I, I think he's a guy that I would be eyeing off if I was North and saying, we can trade two of these to get up there and, and get this kid in addition to, you know, a brilliant winger slash half-forward flanker and another genuinely good midfielder. That's a lot of their needs solved in, in just three draft picks. Yeah, well, you look at those those two selections. Geelong have pick eight, GWS have pick seven. Um, seven. Um, Ge- I think Geelong's a bit more of a likely a landing spot for North if they want to move up and, and yeah. trade those those picks in the teens to get him because Geelong don't have a, a, a heavy draft hand. They've got eight, they've got 25, and then a few picks in the uh, later, which you suspect will probably go unused. So have the, that's not a bad option for mine. If, if North... If North are really keen on getting, you expect North will get their, their men at three, at two and three. Um, if they, if, if they're comfortable with ta- with just taking three players in that first round, then that, absolutely they should ask the question of, of Geelong. You want to earn a little bit more draft capital? You want to you keep stocking up on kids for the, mm. the, the the next five or six years when when I think everybody's expecting them to decline a little bit now, you know. I think, I, that, that's a win. Tempting, yeah. tempting offer. Very, very tempting. I think a couple of ideas I had, boys, were two teams I was looking at, which was Carlton Adelaide. I think Adelaide are an interesting spot with 10, 14, and 20. They've also got 89, no one cares about. Um, but those picks are in an interesting spot, I think. And what they do with them, you know, who they target at, at 10 and 14, you addressed before we went to air, Cat, their need for a key defender. So mm-hmm. O'Sullivan's another one. If he's somehow on the board there, then he's a no-brainer to them. But I wouldn't mind seeing Carlton possibly trade up towards that pick sort of um, 14, 15 mark. You know, they've got 22 and 28. I wouldn't mind seeing 22 and 28 and maybe a, future, a possible future third and then try and get to a team, you know, who's sitting, who's got sort of sitting in that. I mean, you can try and get to maybe 14, like I said, with the Crows. It might be a bit of a stretch. I could, I could see Miller Carlton looking at, yeah, maybe getting into those mid teams for one of the young rucks available, that yeah, sort yeah. of area. Um, Pitnet's 16, obviously. Cat, yeah. Told. Um, Pitnet's obviously, you know, <laughs> not getting any better. Uh, the coding will be that forward slash ruck. He's not really the pure ruck. And they've got a few young guys coming through. But um, when you've got players like Will Green and Edwards uh, that'll be in that mixer and that sort of mark, I could see them maybe looking to move up. Um, into there yeah, yeah. and try and get a, a ruck in there. Um, I think that'd be a good move for them. Very, very good move. Yeah. As I said, Crows are the big one, Doc. I don't know what they do with their picks. I think they just go for good. I would go best talent available. I mean, we've seen what a guy like Saligo's done. He's Victorian base. He's loved the club there, loved the culture. Um, he's been a guy who's adapted really well. I think you've got to go for best available with the Crows. And, um Cap made a great, another good point about the Crows is look for midfield talent because they need more of it in abundance. So at 10 and 14, you'd expect them to target those type of players. Yeah, I half suspect uh, Adelaide will look at probably best available with their earlier picks, but they do need to find a, a key defender in, in amongst the in amongst the rough there. And still some you know, plenty plenty of players there for mine that they, they can look really look towards. I mean, I think Taylor Goad's a guy that can play Angus Hasty. Uh, Ari Schoenmaker, they're, yeah. they're all quite quality players and I suspect they'll get a bid in for Will McCabe as well uh, in the first round. So there's no doubt that they'll they'll, they'll do their uh, they'll do their homework. But um, 
very, very keen to see what we've done with our future, with our first round selections here. <sighs> okay, well, pick one. Uh, let's get the, the easy one out of the way, gentlemen. Uh, is there any doubt that Harley Reid is not going to pick one in this draft? John McDoo's going number one. He's, <laughs> he's showing us. No, Harley Reid has, has to be a lock at one. I was thinking for a long time, still until sort of the last sort of three weeks, Doc, that Curtin was still my guy at one. Um, but I think that Reid... A lot of the bullshit about him not even wanting to play there has been squashed by Harley and his management. And I think that, yeah, I think he'll adapt well over there and it'd be a hard pick to stuff up for sure. Well, regardless of all the noise surrounding about whether Harley wants to play at home or whether he wants to play interstate, uh, West Coast have got to take the best player. Yep. And Harley Reid is going to form a superb midfield in the next five years with Ruben Jinby, uh, maybe Dom Sheed if he's still alive. But um, no, look, they've already got they've got themselves you know a really young core midfield group already there. West Coast, and it's going to get better with Harley Reid next year and and the years that follow. Yeah, already mates with Noah Long too as well, boys. So I think they'll be well and truly looking to lock those two together over in the West for the long term. Um, pick two and three here held by North Melbourne. Um, have either of you boys got them bidding on Walter with either one of these? I've got them bidding on Jed Walter at two. True. I think, well, yeah, well, Walter's uh, the, the best player in the key, best player in terms of key position uh, this year. And uh, it's not hard to see why. This bloke's built like a brick shit house, and <laughs> he plays like a, a, an unreal athletic specimen. Uh, you know, he... He can leap. He's got strength. He can, you know, win the contested ball. Great grab in the air, mm. and and a, and a prolific goal kicker as well. He averaged nearly three goals in the uh, the championships this year. So, um, this guy knows where where the goals are, and it's, it's pretty easy to see why uh, the Suns really want him and why they were so keen to ship Marbia Chol out. Um, <laughs> He'll be playing round one, one, Doc, without a doubt. Oh, I think he can too. Oh, get him I like in. that. Get him in. Get him in with Ben King, Jackie Luko, and uh, and and Kaz- <laughs> and rock the Casbolt. Um, uh, that, that's not bad. But uh, he's definitely he definitely is. He's the he's probably I'd say by some margin the second best talent in the draft pool. Some saying that he was the, the best. And I know you've said that at times throughout the year, Miller. You were very very big on him for a while there. Yeah. Look, I think he's a player that. Uh, just he's got that ability to make an impact from the get-go. He's AFL built um, like a brick shit-ass. He's an amazing player, naturally gifted, great on the deck and overhead as well. But I don't have them bidding on him, Cat, only for the fact that I think they know that he's obviously going to get to the Suns. And North, uh, I feel like they're going to be in no fuss in this draft and just be straight, you know, they know what they can get. They know what they're capable of acquiring. They won't bid, won't bid on him. But still, if, if they were going in a normal draft, I'd still have Walter at two, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we've gone. Uh, all the noise has been McKercher and, and Dersma with North two picks here. Is well, this how we all see it playing out? I say uh, no. No, you say no, Miller. I say no. What have um, you done? They're taking Curtin at three. I think. Um, I think North. You summed up perfectly before, Cat. They need a key back, and I think Daniel Curtin's a guy that. As I said, I've been really high on him all sort of draft and tab cup season, and I think that. He's a he's a walk up start for most teams um, in terms of a key defender. So I've got McKercher two and and Curtin at three. I think Dersma will slide a little bit, 
Um, not outside the five, but I've got, yeah, Curtin at three. I think that no-brainer for North, and if they aren't, to take Harley Reid, they say, well, you know what, West Coast will get revenge on you. Because as well, the thing that I've also thought, boys, is that with both Curtin and Reid is that if they want to go home, you've got currency, both those teams. So who knows in two, three years' time if they both want to return home, say, all right, let's do a straight swap and maybe a future second from from the Eagles. So, if you're thinking, he's thinking long-term here. I'm thinking long-term, but you've got to go best talent, Cat. <laughs> and I think Curtin, I think Curtin and I would have, I have had all year in front of Dersmer on my boards and um, I think he would be the best talent at three for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, look, I sort of thought about uh, Curtin a fair bit. And, and granted, it is what uh, North are looking for. I mean, Toby Pink and Biggie Newen aren't going to be the answers, you know, for the next premiership tilt. The next, pre- the next answer. Michael is- Jordan Pippen. Oh Jesus! If they <laughs> become from, the from Michael, Wish. if they become Michael Jordan and Pippen, I'll just you know I'll, I'll retire tomorrow. Um, I just, I don't think I don't think they're the best available talent though for North and they need and they need guys that can game break mm-hmm. and McKerch is the guy and granted they've got midfielders there but I think he can really break into that midfield uh, in, in the next couple of years Dersma's an elite goal kicker you need guys like him you know whether or not uh, Sheezy's coming coming back into the forward line next year or not I, I don't know um, I, I think he, he looks quite settled across half back now you let him let him grow let him stew there and give Dersmer a spot at half forward yep. he's, kicked, he's kicked about 70 plus goals with Gippsland the last two seasons so you know he's he's already he's 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 already got a stack of talent on him and you know he'll, he'll only continue to grow in a, in a system like North Fair call, very fair call. All right, pick four, gentlemen. Uh, this is where I've got Walter being bid on. It's got yep. the Hawks bidding on him here. Yep. Um, so I assume, Millie, you've gone, you've gone the same then, have yep. you? Same as you, Kat. I've, yeah. I've got them bidding at, uh, at four for sure. So why, why, why have you boys? Why have you boys got him here at four? Well, as I said, I just can't see North. Fucking around with a dock at two and three. I, I think they know yeah, that they they go there, man. I think North Melbourne. Yeah, and yeah. And, back, and back themselves. I agree, Kat. And that's the only reason why dock. Not not based on talent. As I said, I think Walter's outright second best player in the draft, just ahead of Curtin for mine. But um, yeah, I would say that's how it just fall. Yeah. I've got them. T- I've got them taking Nick Watson here, uh, Hawthorne. I don't uh, know. With their pick, I uh, would slide to five now, but. Um, yeah, it just sort of screams out what Hawthorne need as a small forward. I don't think they have many there. You know, Brewsty's getting on. You know, he's still producing a good seat, good seasons, but he's not going to be there for the next the next flag tilt. You suspect. Uh, oh. um, you know, Dylan Moore is he's a good player, but I think he plays a lot more higher up the ground. But he's, he's really, not a pressure, not a pressure small. Dog. He's not a pressure small, but Nick Watson's a, the kind of guy. He's the he's a quintessential small forward in this year's draft crop. He's. Uh, a talented player, very good at the at the foot of the pack, and and very elite in terms of goal now this year. And you know, as a dogs fan, I really want him. Uh, and if he can't, and if he slides down to our pick, I'd be so stoked if we grabbed him. Um, but I'm ready to sort of <laughs> accept that it won't happen um, because yeah, he's a top five talent, Nick Watson. He's a a great goal kicker, a great pressure player. Um, you know, he's he can he can weave some magic. They call him the wizard. Wizard Watson, not uh, not like Wizard uh, Sophie Alexander who tends to disappear for half the season. Uh, Wizard because he makes magic happen. You don't don't get that nickname in your under-18s for no reason, that's for sure. Um, But I've got Hawthorne taking Curtin here, 
Miller, um, yeah. I, I just think you talk about, good get, you talk about teams that need key defenders, and I don't think Hawthorne let that opportunity slide. Um, he's a guy that will he'll piss Sam Frost out of this team indefinitely <laughs> for the long term, uh, which is thank God what they need desperately. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think they can pass him up here. I think they they have to go curtain five. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm with you. If he's available there, that'd be huge. Um, my one, my one's um, Zane Dersma. Cat, I think that if he's on the board there, if North don't take him, um, which I said, we know my draft board is shit. But if somehow um, Dersma's still there, I think he'd be a great selection. You know, 189 centimetres of forward. Um, bit of a replacement for Wingard, who's gone. Um shouldn't be back on the rookie list. He's going to Collingwood, sounds like. Bye. Um, so, Bye. yeah, I, I've got Hawks taking Dersmer at five there. This is where it starts to get interesting, I think, this draft stock. Oh. This is the dog selection here. Oh, I get abused. Six. What are you going here? Um, look, in my in my pick, in my draft, Curtin's still available. I don't think we need him, personally. I think we've yeah, got you're a, stopped for tools for the rest of your body well, lives. Yeah, well, stopped for <laughs> tools for the next decade. So um, we can let somebody else have him. I'm going the next best midfielder in the draft. I'm going for Riley Sanders. Yeah, um, I've gone the same, Doc. Um, look, I would have loved Nick Watson, as I've said, but uh, Sanders is. Uh, it also it, it, it identifies a, another need in terms of uh, the fact that he can win his own ball. Great pressure player across the midfield. Can do the defensive stuff. Can do the nitty gritty stuff. You know, we don't have too many of those. A lot of them just like to, you know, look good uh, and and not do and not do the hard yards. Um, but this guy, this guy does it all. He, he's a he's a great midfielder, great endurance base. You know, he can very very consistent for the Dragons this year as well. Um, and there is questions about whether or not he he will depart and be part of that Tassie team when it comes into the AFL. But I don't think that I don't think any team's going to really care about it for the next three or four years. No, anyway. no, Watch no, this no. kid develop and rise into the star that we know he can be. Bernie. Um, well, we have to start calling him Bernie. Oh, Bernie. <laughs> oh, I like that one, Miller. It might have a bit of legs. Um, average five clearances and 4.3 tackles in the uh, the championships this Good year. Numbers. And also 6.3 marks. So he can really get on the outside and, 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 and be a link-up man. So I'm happy with this pick either way. Well, I've still got Watson available at this pick six, but I'm going Sanders anyway. Um, I think it's I, – I know, Doc, you say that you love Watson, and I, I just think you can't wait for a young midfielder of this talent. You need to go now. Um, and I think it's just more important. It's more important than getting Watson in to the club for mine. Um, so that's why I've, I've gone Sanders here. Yeah, interesting. interesting. Look, he's a good player, but I, I think – Small forwards, you know, we've we sort of lack that small forward depth, and I've said it time and time again this year. We need small forwards probably more than we need a midfielder, and we know Riley Sanders is a good midfielder, but you know, if we want to be serious and we want to be back to where we want to be, you know, in twenty twenty four, we need to get goal kickers and and players that can prove themselves yep. on the scoreboard. Yep. Who have you gone now with the dogs pick? <laughs> <laughs> I have gone. Um, I think Melbourne. I get a bid on Jordan Croft. Um, here, so I've got the dogs having to take him. Um, I, I think Croft. How's that happen? Magic. Big... <laughs> magic. No, sorry, Melbourne. I get to draft him, and so that means that. Um, but the well, dog. But the dogs have the pick before Melbourne. Yes, so they're gonna. So you, so, is, so you're, you're suggesting are... the dogs take him before yes, Melbourne? Yes, because do Melbourne will get to take him at at seven. Oh, That's what I'm trying to say. I think that Croft is a guy that. 
there's questions, obviously, where he ranks in the draft as a key forward. I've still got him really high up. I think that he's obviously a bit of a project, but he's got a huge amount of upside, Crofty, and um, I, I think that he's got that sort of that aura about him, a bit like Jamar in a way where you look at him and you can see what he's going to be um, and what he's going to fill out to be um, frame-wise and everything. So I've got the dogs taking him at six just because they know that what that Melbourne because they need Melbourne need a key forward bigger than anyone really. That's, I mean, it's a big big selection, Melbourne. That's, that's a massive selection. Well, I don't know. That's what I think. No, right, <laughs> no, fair enough. No, fair enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're going to try and try and kick the D's off to the curb. Well, there, there will be no fried rice around here in yeah. the virtual studio. Uh, speaking of the D's, I've got the next pick. Uh, I've got them taking Watson here, boys. If he's still yeah. available, they'd be very very silly not to take him. Uh, he'll just add a great. To mention to their forward line, he's not a key forward, but he's uh, he's something to, to make the forward line better. Yeah, as do I, Cat. I've got Watson going at seven as well. I've got them taking Daniel Curtin here at seven. Uh, all, all the pieces have aligned for the Melbourne Football Club. Uh, get themselves another key forward that can hopefully banish Josh Shackey for good. Um, to the shadow realm, get him out of here. Yeah, get it, get him out, Miller. What's he still doing on this bloody team? He's going um, to come on as a sub, some say. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, good, goody's all about you know good culture, but he won't let the bloke play. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, Curtin's going to be a good player, isn't he? Um, mm. You know, he's stood up to the occasion time and time again for for WA uh, this year, and definitely for Claremont. He's, he's a good, he's a good mark. He's he's great. He's great skills uh, in the air uh, at ground level. Yeah, very very strong for his size already, and you know, great you know great contested game already. I mean, three point five clearances he averaged in the championships this year, and twenty three point three disposals as a key position player. That's very heard, good. I've heard Pavlich comparisons. Uh, sorry, Pavlich oh, comparisons. Um, don't know what the hell that was, um, <laughs> but you know, if he's even an ounce as good as Matthew Pavlich was at Freo over the years, then whoever takes him is going to have a bloody good player on their hands. Yep. It's great, Cole. I love it. Jeez. All right. I think you're right, Doc. If he's there, they they have to take him. They absolutely have to. Um, pick eight here. This will be the Giants. I've got them bidding on Ethan Reed here with this pick. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I think they'd be keen to at least give it a crack. Um, but after that, I think they'll be taking their local boy, Connor O'Sullivan, gentlemen. Um, I, I really desperately want him to come to Essendon, but uh, I think it would fill out their their backline, and he's got potential as a, as a swingman too. Sullivan, he, he's very versatile, um, and I think the Giants will love that. Um, so I could absolutely see them going for him. And like I said, local boy, they love to get yeah. the New South Wales boys into the club. Uh, so I think that's how that plays out with that selection. I've got him taking Ethan Reid as well, Cat. Uh, uh, the Gold Coast obviously matched the bid because uh, he's going to be the ne- he's going to be the uh, the heir apparent to Jared Witts when he when he finally grows into his body. He's already <laughs> he is a big a, lanky galoot, isn't he? He is a big lanky galoot. He's only nine two kilos, so he's he's not not a lot of muscle on him yet. Miller, and you see, had a bit of steak and veg, but his work around the ground on top of his you know his work, it, it sort of reminds me a little bit about Tim English. You know, he needs hmm. needs. Needs to really generate a bit more around the around the ground in terms of his hit out work, but his ability to cover ground, his ability to win possessions, uh, take marks, uh, that's already there. He's almost playing like he's an extra midfielder. So you give him a few years to sort of learn under a guy like Jared Witts, who is probably yeah. one of the better tap rucks in the Spot club. Spot on. Um, 
you know, this kid's just going to go from strength to strength when he eventually takes over in, in a few years. Yeah, the comparisons yeah. to Brody Grundy are, are well-earned, I think, Doc. I think he's actually got a, a lot better marking ability than Grundy had when he first came in as well, early days it looks like. So um, I've got the Giants taking caddy boys here. Mm. I reckon he just fits the mould of what Kingsley loves. He's an explosive, strong, no-nonsense player that can be versatile as a forward mid um, great in the contest, um, good decision maker as well. Something that I really think's been an underrated part of his of his junior. So I've got Caddy going at eight uh, for the Giants. I, like I that. also I also have Caddy going with uh, the GWS pick that goes down to nine with the bid matched. Um, you're right. I mean, he's got a lot of really good athletic traits, but I think the one that I think GWS fans will really really love, and I think Adam Kingsley will love too, is that. He's a very good, you know, school board impact player. I mean, he yeah. averaged, averaged two goals in the championships this year for Vic Metro, um, and averaged just nearly uh, nearly four marks per game and one point three contested marks. So, very very good overhead and very very good in the contest. So, uh, and the upside's tremendous. He's almost got a ready made body for the for the comp as well. It doesn't have to be a you know a you know, a guy that plays round one. But he can just sort of you know sit stew him and Aaron Cadman if they stay in the next five stay yeah. in the next five ten years can be a can be a formidable one two punch. Absolutely, I like that. That's very very good. Um, all right, Geelong's pick at pick ten or nine here. Oh boy, playing along here. Um, I've got them taking Darcy Wilson with this selection. Ooh, Willow. Um, just what? Yeah, I know Caddy's available here, and I know they were sort of thinking about him, but. Um, the Cats are another one that I think would be looking to get a, a solid midfielder in um, this year. And uh, Wilson's done quite well for the, the Bush Rangers um, across his, his year. And uh, while Caddy would be good, I think maybe their forward line's a little bit less pressing than their midfield at the moment. Yeah. Um, they need to really start playing for life without danger, um, the, the Cats. So, uh, yeah, I've got him going here for Geelong. Yeah, I've got I've got him going to Geelong here too. Darcy Wilson, pick ten, um, very very smooth moving midfielder out of the Murray Bush Rangers. So, yeah, I think like you, I think Geelong sort of need to start looking at players that can win the ball after yeah. their next dynasty. We know Jai Clark's going to be there for the next next God knows how many years. Um, he could probably play till he's about forty. Uh, <laughs> but Darcy Wilson is the sort of bloke that you want on the outside. He's quick. He's he could run all day. He's got really, really good, you know, sidestepping abilities. And, you know, he's got a, a great, enormous potential and mm. he's capable of hitting the scoreboard as well. He kicked a – I'll just get his stats up here. He, he averaged a goal per game in the championships this Jeez. year, averaged 16 touches. That was off four games uh, as well. So he kicked four goals in four games. And 16 goals in 11 games to the Bush Rangers this year. So he's a scoreboard impact midfielder and – I think, you know, we, we talk about it a fair bit on the podcast, but I'm not sure if anybody else picks it up. But, you know, goal-scoring midfielders are worth their weight in gold, yeah, no matter yeah. where, where they are in their development. So if they get Darcy Wilson here, it's a good get. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they could go after a guy like James Leake, who <laughs> is really Leakey. shot up the draft boards uh, in, in, over the last few weeks. But Been linked to a know, couple in the top 10 league oh. so far, Doc. It's, jeez, uh, his rise has come very, very quickly. <laughs> And, and the Cats and Andrew Mackey like, uh, well, I don't know what Andrew Mackey likes. Andrew Mackey likes stalling for late picks. Um, but uh, Geelong do like a, a guy that's come out of nowhere. Um, hmm. We've seen that in the past. But I think in terms of, you know, best available talent, Darcy Wilson for mine. Yeah. Who have you got here, Miller? Um, I've got 
Geelong going for Ethan Reid, which means or obviously that the Suns match that, which means at 10, I've got them taking Sanders. He's still on the board for me. I, I think he'd be a, a no-brainer. Keith, they'd love that. How has he slid that? <laughs> he, he has absolutely slid a lot, but that's that's who I'd have at 10. We, we spoke about him. He's, he's a ready-made player. He'd be a great sort of addition. And as you mentioned, Kat, someone to replace you know Danger down the line long-term, he'd be a, a fantastic selection at 10 if they got him. I love that. Uh, all right, pick 11. The Bombers come into the draft here. Like I've been saying for the past probably two months, boys, I'd love O'Sullivan, but I've got the Giants taking him here. So I've gone with Nate Caddy instead at this pick. Okay. Um, there are key defenders still in this sort of range, but guys like Ollie Murphy's still got to fill out a lot. Uh, and I just I, I think we'd really want O'Sullivan more than any of the other defenders in this draft because we need someone who can come in and play and not be developing in the VFL for, for two or three seasons. Um, so I think we go for Caddy instead and try and bolster the forward line. I think he'd complement Langford really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they almost play sort of similar games, the two of yep. them. But um, if we can take even more pressure off right, I don't know where Jones is at um, and what he's, how many games he's going to be playing next year if he can turn himself around. But yeah. I think he'd be the perfect extra bit to our forward line. <laughs> well, well, Cat Connor, O'Sull- Connor O'Sullivan might be off your board, but he's still on the board on my one. And I've yes, got the Bombers take, taking him here with pick eleven, and you know, next next to Curtin, I say he's the best key position player available. Um, you know, obviously Walters a key forward, but in terms of versatility, Connor O'Sullivan's a player who can who can play both forward and back. But I think we've seen a lot of him play, uh, so a lot more of him in the back half uh, for Murray and. He's a great aerial player, good intercept, good on the intercept marking and very composed coming across halfback. And he's got the running capacity as well to play across a halfback option. So he averaged three rebound 50s and, and 8.3 marks for, for Vic for, no, sorry, not Vic Country, uh, New South Wales uh, this year. So um, can play a bit more mobile as a, as a third tall operator whilst he, you know, builds into his frame. But I'm with you, Kat. I think they need a you know a budding key position player. Yeah. We know Ben Mackay's there for the now, um, but we need a, a player that's going to fill out uh, in the. Someone next to push weeks. Laverde out of the the team as well, please. He's not not a fan of Laverde. <laughs> hey? He didn't have a very good year, Lav. Even his competition for spots would be good down back. But uh, who have you gone with this pick, Mel? Uh, well, after everything you said about him, Kat, I've gone uh, Ollie Murphy. Uh, <laughs> I reckon that. Uh, I still, I know he's a bit of a project, as you said, and he's going to take a bit of time. But I really like his aerial craft. He's two hundred centimeters a bit. Uh, he's got a lot of filling out to do in his body, but he looks like he knows where to go. He's got a bit of defensive awareness that can improve on. But he's, you know, great in his set marks. He's a lovely kick as well for someone his size at two hundred centimeters, as I said. So um, I don't argue with your boys uh, at, with O'Sullivan, but I, I just have them personally going for. Uh, Little Murphy. All right, fair enough. Well, I've got him going next at the Crows pick. I've been eyeing him off to the Crows for um, a few months now. I think he just seems good for them. And uh, I know they probably also want someone who can come in straight away at the moment with the Crows with the amount of injuries they've had and Duday moving. But uh, I think this guy will be hopefully a defender of the future for them. Um, he's, He's very, very tall and the Crows probably need a little bit of extra height in that back line through 200 centimetres. So if he can fill out, um, mm-hmm. he'll be the, the general back there when he reaches maturity. And, um, yeah, it should be a good option for them for a long time, I think, the Crows and Murphy. 
Yeah, I've, I've got the Crows going uh, James Leake here with uh, pick 12. I think he's a, a player that can really play you know, almost anywhere, really. I, I think it, it's almost, it's worth definitely more than maybe someone who, who can play solely as a key back. And I know Ollie Murphy's the next player in that in that rank that's that that can play key back, but I just don't see him going that that early for mine. I think they need to go for the best available talent here. Um, you know, he's a one eighty eight centimeter player, so he's not overly small. I think I think he could pl- almost play above his weight in in a respect, but he, he's a guy that can play on all three lines. He can play back line, he can play forward line, he can play in the midfield as well. So. The scope for Matthew Nix and his bald noggin to do whatever he likes with him. Um, drawn, um, drawn comparisons to Nat Fife and Jordan Dawson, Doc. So he's clearly uh, highly rated, young Leaky. Yeah, well, he's he's got the skills and he's got the decision making to be like a Jordan Dawson in terms of just how clinical he can be and very, very, uh, you know, he's still a raw prospect in a, in, a, in a respect. He's got to build into his frame a little bit, but. Averaged uh, 16.3 uh, disposals per game and five marks in the championships for Tassie, so he's not he's not too bad as he's not too bad of a player already. So you get you get him a little bit more time to develop and grow. I think he can be a, a, a superb player for Adelaide. Yeah. Um, at pick twelve, here we go. I've got the Hawks here because of um, things being knocked back and whatnot. I've got them taking Will McCabe, boys. Oh, so we got um, we got the bid. The bid goes. Yes, yes. Bid is in. Bid is in. Um, he's a big boy. He's a very big boy. He's very athletic and something that there's lots of nice key forwards in this crop, um, in this crop, but I think that McCabe's got something that's really, really unique to him. And he's, you know, his vertical leap is cooked. He's, he smashed the combines. He did some amazing work. I think if he gets a run and jump at the ball, he's probably out of everyone in the draft, the most dangerous player when he gets that sort of runway, not Ben Brown kicky for goal runway, but um, for someone that's 197 centimetres, his speed and his just leap is something that's really good. So I've got him going at 12, yeah. He's he's going to be a good player, Will McCabe. He's going to be very good. He's going to be very good. So who do you have the Crows taking then after that? I've got them taking yeah, Sullivan. He's on the board um, still for me. You he talked about it. Yeah, they'd be very happy. You talked about it, Cat Craving a, a key back um, with uh, – what's his name that's out for the whole year with the ACL? Murray? Yeah, it'd be Nick Murray. Yeah, yeah. Nick, Murray. Nicky Murray. Almost. It's a bit of a blow. He had a great year actually last year, so he'll be he'll be massively missed. And, um, yeah, Sullivan, as you guys said, is great talent. He's, he's AFL ready as well. So someone that would be great for the Crows who will be pushing for the eight um, next year for sure. There you go. All right. Uh, here I've got the Jordan Crofts bid coming in from the D's. I think you're you're right, Miller. The D's will be keen, but I want him. Uh, obviously, the dogs will match here. They'll go early. <laughs> They'll go very early. Uh, and after that, uh, I've got uh, the D's taking Caleb Windsor. Boys, I think talent yeah. along the wings. They looked like they were seriously lacking it uh, last year. I don't think Lockie Hunter was the answer. <laughs> he had some good. He had some good moments at the start of the year, but I think he's obvious lacking in uh, skills in certain areas and, and toughness in certain areas really started to show. Um, so I think they'd love to get a guy like Windsor on to, to run the wings alongside Langdon for the next 10 years. Uh, I think it's a, a no-brainer selection here. Yeah, well, like you, Cat, uh, I've got the bid for Jordan Croft coming here at 13. I agree with what you say about Melbourne wanting Jordan Croft, Villa. I don't think it's going to happen uh, at pick six and seven, though. Um, but well, look, we, we will see. <laughs> we, we, we will see. We um, will see. We will see. But you're, we're right about Croft and 
how much upside he's got for a, for a kid his size. He's two hundred centimeters, but eighty one kilos. He's got to ha- he's going to take some time to build into that frame, but a very accurate kick for goal. He's you know great great in the aerial work. He's got a great uh, running capacity as well, which means that I think he can really be utilized more as a half forward option and get him playing a little bit further up the ground while Jamara can play as a stay at home uh, and and possibly Norton as well. You know, also scope for him to be a, a second string ruck as well. Mm. Average 5.3 hitouts for Metro in the championships this year. So uh, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good talent and I'm glad that we're going to get him and, you know, should really shore up uh, our, our key position stocks. Wouldn't be surprised if we see him play as a key defender as well. Couldn't maybe utilize that, Running capacity yeah. and the ability to to you know work well in the air. Play him, play him as a third string center, uh, as a third string back. Uh, How are you going to fit a big uh, Darcy the busser end end croft onto the back oh line? Oh my god! It's it's a team of it's a team of monsters, cat. And both, <laughs> we know Darcy's agile. We know uh, Busser's going to be a good inset marker, and you know it's just something to work with. You know? <laughs> a team I'm of not, giants, eh? Yeah. Uh, who do you have the D's taking uh, here, Doc? I've got them taking uh, Colton Tholstrup here with uh, pick Ooh. 14. Very sh- interesting one. but That's naughty. Oh, That's hello. Yeah, he's a, he's a mid-sized forward, 186 centimetres, 86 kilos, ready-made player, I think, and a, a serious a serious pest in terms of being a scoreboard <laughs> player. Yes. Uh, because he, aver- he averaged nearly... Uh, Two goals per game for um for WA in the in the uh, in in the championships. I might have to actually double check that. No, you're right. I'm looking at the numbers here. Yes, yeah. Oh, you well, kicked one goal actually. So well, I'll it says be... here oh, the average is two point two on my screen. Maybe I'm reading the wrong stat. <laughs> Maybe it's <laughs> two point two touches and one of them was a goal. Uh, <laughs> but. What I like from him is that he's a hard at it player. He's mm. you know he can kick a goal. Very good for his size overhead as well, and is really has got has got good kicking skills as well. So there's a lot of scope for him to push into the midfield as well. Could really rotate with Cozzy Pickett in terms of we know how Cozzy likes to play in the midfield and like to uh, snipe players off the ball. <laughs> um, but there could be a little bit of cohesion there and and add to that little you know more uh, forward mid mix. For me, and I really like him. He's he's a player that I think can go reasonably early. Jeez, I like it, Doc uh, Miller. What have you got, Melbourne rocking here? Uh, Darcy Wilson is still on the board for me here, Cat. So he's a no-brainer to end up at the D's. Um, I think, as you guys said, a great selection, and he he would walk into a couple of sides, I think, and uh, Melbourne could use some of his help. He, he's going to be a really good player, I think, for a long time as well, Wilson. I rate him really highly. Very, very nice. All right, Swans are up next. We'd normally be near the end of the first round uh, in a normal season, but this season is not normal. <laughs> We're only at 15 out of 27. Uh, well, I've got the Swans taking um, Falstrup here, Docker. I think um, they could really, really use a guy like him. Obviously, Mills' absence will be felt. Uh, this guy, can he won't be able to do what Mills does, dropping behind the ball at times, but um, everything else, I, I really think he's got the ceiling to... To be that good, add a good mix into the the midfield group as well. Um, he'll rotate nicely with guys like Sheldrick and Goulden and and whatnot uh, throughout the midfield and the forward line. So um, I think he'd be a great option to add into that group for the Swans. Yeah, no, not a bad idea. Not a bad uh, shout there, Cat. I think yeah, Tholstrup will really go you know in around this mark. So whoever picks him up is going to be a really really good player. I've got 
the Swans making a bid for Jake Rogers, the Gold Coast Suns Academy player here, and obviously they match because they've got all the picks in place. Um, there's not a lot of there's not a lot off him. He's only one seventy centimeters, but he's got a ready made body already, so um, he can he, he can really go you know across the midfield, across half back, across you know half forward. Really, really exciting player. He's very clean um, in the contest and very smart. Quite quick at ground mm. level as well, and a known tackler as well. He averaged 5.3 tackles for Queensland in the, uh, oh, sorry, for the Allies in the championship. So, uh, and also 5.5 clearances, 5.3 tackles. So he's a real tough nuggety player who I really think can find a niche somewhere across, you know, the forward half for, for the Suns, you know, might not be right away, but I think he can really add something into the, into the, their best 22. Yeah. And then who do you have going after that to the Swans stock? Yeah, so with the Swans' first pick, I've got them taking Ollie Murphy with their pick. Um, He's slid down here. Yes, oh yes, he has slid down here. But very, very talented player. He's a, a tall unit, two hundred centimetre player, but quite good in the aerial work, and is another one who's quite good at in intercept marking. And was MVP at the end of uh, Vic Metro's national championships campaign. So he's obviously rated very highly. Yeah. So you can really, you can really see that. I think he'll he'll be a project player while you know Sydney still compete for the flag and he'll probably be there for the for the long for the long haul you know I think it really can really add something you know once you know Joel Hamling you know if he stays fit uh, <laughs> kicks kicks the uh, career bucket and um, and uh, yeah look Tom McCartan probably might be into the back end of his career once we see Ollie Murphy take off but. He's a player that I think really addresses a key need for the Swans in defence. I like that. Miller, who have you got for the Swans here? <laughs> well, Cap, I've got a, a bit of a shock, a bit of a bolter. I've gone for Traffic Cone Sanchez. Cone Sanchez. <laughs> now, this guy, oh, no. this guy is going to be a bloody good player. He, um, across his four games at the playing for the Colts this year, he averaged 17.6 disposals and six goals over four games. Now, <laughs> He has just flown under the radar. He's a WA boy. Um, was really, really good for East Fremantle. And I think that he's a guy that a lot of natural forward craft. We've seen Papley play a lot more up the ground this year. And he's just that he's a natural goal kicker, knows where the goals are, creative, um, strong upper body for somebody only at bloody 177 centimetres, a little operator. And as I said, he's uh, he's got a lot of Papley about him. So I've got the Swans taking him at 15. He's a real bolter for mine. But... He's a really good player who's definitely worthy of a first-round selection in my eyes. Because you're all in on the bolters this year, Miller. Oh, I'm loading up this year, Kat. It's a naughty, <laughs> naughty draft class this year. I don't mind it's it. It's a naughty draft class. Uh, the Saints are up next, boys. And uh, James Lee's still kicking around here. I think the Saints would go after him at this selection. Uh, guys like, obviously, McKenzie ended up getting delisted, but he's going to be redrafted. Someone like Jimmy Webster, that sort of yeah. role, I think, uh, is up <laughs> It's up for the taking at the Saints. And I can see Leek really filling that quite nicely and would really complete the defensive unit they're putting together. It's been a bit of an issue for them the past few years, the Saints. Um, we've seen some very, very strange creatures coming to that back line. Um, so they'll finally have a good selection of talent back there. And I think Leek, yeah, Leek would be the option. I like that, Kat. It's good, good share from you. Yeah, well, not bad. With uh, with St Kilda's pick in my uh, mock draft, I've got them taking uh, Western Australia's Lance Collard. Ooh. Now, he's a, he's a West Coast uh, NGA product, so the Eagles obviously can't match a bid for him here. 
but he's a very exciting little small forward type. Sort of reminds me uh, his tape about uh, of Bobby Hill, um, which you know would fit in well with the Saints dynamic because they've got a lot of young Indigenous players that are really coming through, led by of course Bradley Hill. But you got Nass, you've got um, you've got a few other players in there that that are quite capable as well. But his ability and his work for the for the uh, Subiaco Colts uh, in the Waffle this year has been. Absolutely fantastic. Nearly averaged three goals per game for them uh, this year. So he's quite a, a potent small forward and mm. one that I think can really cause trouble with his uh, agility and his speed and, you know, a, a real X-factor talent. I mean, we know St Kilda have got really good small forwards there. Jack Higgins has been consistently solid and Dan Butler's starting to actually pull his finger out of, uh, <laughs> again. But... I don't think those two have what Collard's got, and that's just genuine X factor and 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 talent. So I've got them. I've got them going here. He's an excitement machine, Doc. Just on him, oh, I've watched a lot of his highlights. He's um a real sort of a man jumping out of a cake sort of type thing. You love that <laughs> that sort of energy about him. Just gets everyone up and excited, and yeah, oh, he looks really good. That's a great share from you. Is, um, he, is he, is he going to jump out of Cuddly Ross's one-year anniversary cake at St Kilda this year, is he? Oh, if you think that they haven't already made that cake, you're dreaming. They love Ross too much. Uh, but, no, that's a good shout. I, I like that selection. Oh, I've got them bidding on uh, Rogers here, which means, uh, as, as you said, the Suns will match that. They'll get him a great player, as you said, Doc, uh, pretty much every word that you've said on him. I'm pretty high. And so I've got them taking Caleb Windsor. Now, he's an interesting player. I think a lot of people probably don't know a whole lot about him. I think that one thing about Windsor is that he's very nonchalant about how he goes about it. You've never seen someone look like they're not going to burst out of speed with ease, and he just does it. He's so quick over the lines. His agility and his defensive work rate um, is something that I think is really good. The big thing will be... The Saints need these type of players. They don't want to go for any more inside mids in my eyes. I think they need a bit more speed on the outside, something that hurt them in, in the finals. Um, so I reckon Windsor's my shout there at 17. I reckon he'd be a good good pick for the Saints. Jeez, if he gets that low, I, I agree, Miller. I would love to see them take yeah. him with that pick. Um, 17 here is the Crows selection. I've gone the McKay bid coming in finally. Obviously, Hawthorne will match it and they'll love that. Uh, and after that, I had them taking Harry D. Mattia, who has been very, oh, very nice. strongly linked um, to the Crows. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that much about this kid, barely heard about him all season, and then suddenly the uh, the Crows are that keen on him. Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, that they'll definitely get him there at this pick. I'm not sure. I think around this sort of mark is where he's sort of um, linked to at the moment. But another good midfielder to add into their mix, which they definitely need. Um, Sloan's slowing down. Uh, Crouch isn't going to be a long-term player, obviously. Um, So uh, I think that he'd be a very natural pick here. Great call, Kat. Love that selection there. I've got the um, the bid for Will McCabe coming in here with this pick at, at 18, or Hawthorne obviously match. And, you know, we've, talked about him a little bit already but I think his aerial ability his intercept marking is his biggest strengths he can probably be a, a third tall uh, for for the Hawks uh, in, in the uh, in the in the short term uh, it could potentially be a you know a bigger one-on-one in, uh, contested defender uh, in the long run um, I think he's going to be a, a terrific player he, he's very capable capable ball winner at, uh, at the central districts uh, this year in the under 18. So, got great uh, hands as well. 
strong hands too. Um, it's going to be a great get for the Hawks. Uh, his father Luke played only 138 games, so this is just how uh, how far gone the uh, the father son system is. <laughs> Snuck in as he, yeah, he's, ju- he's just slithered his way into into yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, um, so, but with the with the second pick, I've got the Adelaide Crows taking Caleb Windsor as well. I think he's a he's a good, very good player at the. Uh, he's an Eastern Rangers boy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yep. So you you would have known all about him. Uh, uh, if, you, <laughs> if you've cracked the code here as to why I put him higher up on the draft than you two boys, uh, there's, no, there's no bias. There's no bias on my. Oh, your conflict of interest, cat, is considerable. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I'm not sure about. No, it's a good he's a bloody good player. He's, he's a very good player. I think he's a player that's got a lot of. Uh, I feel like Adelaide do need more of their outside outside players. We know Dawson's playing a lot more inside now. He was probably their mm-hmm. best. Uh, exponent of the outside game, but yeah, but they looked good with Miller basically playing, um, you know, more consistent time this year as well, Doc. So it's definitely something that suits their game style. Yeah, uh, he's he's also quite a good, quite a handy little, um, you know, defensive pressure magnet as well. So mm. he's he's not bad for for somebody on the wing. Um, you know, he's quick. He's re- he's got a really good endurance base uh, anyway. Um, and and great agility. So. I can see him sliding right into a wing on on Adelaide's team. I like that. Miller, who have you uh, gone with here? I've gone with uh, Mitch Edwards here, boys. Ooh. He's a big boy, Mitch Edwards. I like him. I think that he's a ruck that someone is going to have to take him early because he's going to be a big project. He's someone that I think could sit and learn behind Riley O'Brien, who's been fantastic with the young players all at Adelaide. And I think that... Um, Someone that will be a bit of a project player, but I think the Crows could definitely use with a backup ruck. So I've got the him going at 18. I like that, yeah. I've got to go a little bit lower, but um, it's a very good point. They wouldn't mind a young ruck in there, the Crom. Uh, 19 here, this is one of North's million selections that they've got in this <laughs> range. Uh, this is where I've got the Rogers bid going in, boys. They would be silly not to at least try. Rogers. Uh, the Suns obviously will be able to match. And Roger Rogerson. <laughs> I've got a few. I've got a few big boffins going in my next few selections. I've here got go. the Roos taking Archer Reed here with this pick. Um, they've got the sort of midfield group sorted. Uh, obviously, they'd like defenders, but there's not too many um, kicking around this this sort of area. So I've gone with the big forward instead. Um, I know there's a few people saying to, to stay away from him. Uh, there's a few that are. Starting to, to the ring the alarm bells, but uh, I like the looks of him. He's big. He's going to take some time, like a lot of these boys, to, to grow into his frame. But um, of all of them, I really think he could be a, a good little pick here. He can pinch it in the ruck as well, which uh, the, the ruse won't mind. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and he, he might be one that slides as well, given that he had a few injury issues. So, mind yeah, I think they should That's take good. him here. Mm. Yeah, I've got them taking Archer Reed here with their first pick as well, pick twenty. Um, like you said, he's a he's a key position player that I think North really need. Um, you know, can build on him a little bit. You know, I I can see the uh, see the buyers beware with him, but um, he was quite a highly touted prospect uh, at the start of the year. He sort of fallen off a fallen off the radar a little bit, but he did have a, a good back end of the year with the uh, the Gippsland Power, and actually gives you know. North a nice little pairing there, Zane Dersmer with the uh, with the taller with the taller player. Ooh. So build build a little bit of a connection there with uh, some of the other younger players there. We know Charlie Combin's a gippy boy too, Cat. Um, yes. So uh, oh, look, I'll, I'll have I'll have Archer Reed here. I think he's a, a player that does have good upside, but uh, he's got to find a bit more consistency and he's got to build into his body a little bit. 
Yeah. Mill? I've got James Leake still on the board here, so I've got him sliding yeah, a fair bang. bit down, which would be no, no nonsense selection for North, and he'd walk into the team. I think he'd be a great call. Huge. Uh, pick 21, the Giants are on here. Uh, like I said, the big boys are all rolling out here, and I've got them taking <laughs> Will Green. Oh. Um, they love a big tap Ruckman, the Giants, uh, and I think this guy would be great to come in uh, to play second fiddle to our man Briggsy. Uh, I think he'd do very, very well up at the Giants. I don't think it'd take him too long uh, before he starts to become the second option in this team. Uh, Kingers loves playing two rucks, and Lockie Keefe wants to piss off quick smart when <laughs> big Will Green's around. So uh, I see him going to the Giants here. I've got him taking uh, Riley Hardiman with this pick, uh, a general defender out of the Swan Districts. Now, he was uh, Western Australia's captain in the national championships. He did a very good job as well, 18.5 disposals and nearly six marks per game across the halfback line. You know, he's got great outside run. He's blessed with elite speed, can run all day, um, and a, quite a quite a consistent player as well. I think he'll be a, a solid contributor in that in that halfback line for the uh, for the Giants. I've got Archer Reed, boys, as you just spoke about. I think he's got a lot of upside and a bit underrated with his injuries. Not a lot of talk about him, but still a lot of a lot of talent, a lot of natural ability, and someone who um, in a in a couple of years will have a massive impact. I think on a team like the Giants. So I've got him going to them. Now, a big opportunity here for North if they don't trade these two. 22 and 23 uh, is what I'm looking at here. Um, I've gone and taken Mitch Edwards and Ari Schoenmaker with oh, these two picks. So we've got the key forward, then we've got the big ruck, and we've got a defender as well for North. So that is, I think, them. They'd be dusting off the hands saying, Count this manager, I like it. I like uh, with, it. This, with this draft hall. they filled every single need they could be after. I know Schoenmaker, there's been a few sort of ums and ahs about where he's going to go. Um, he's been linked to a few different clubs, but I think here is is right for him, and um, he'll be another guy that will play heaps in North's back line this year. And Edwards, um, another big ruck, uh, he'd well and truly be a good selection for them here, I think. So uh, that's my two for North in this bit. I've gone Will Green with pick 22 uh, for North Melbourne. Like you, Cat, I think he's a... Uh, a player that's in amongst the, the best ruckman in, in the in the cohort. He's good tap ruck, average 24.3 per game of the championships for Vic Metro. He's obviously got a very high ceiling and average 12 disposals and 2.3 marks. So there's obviously scope for him to play, you know, either in the forward line or he can play, you know, behind the ball as well. So he's quite mobile for his size as well already. So that's a, that's a, a big tick and, no, they'll need somebody now with uh, to back up Tristan Cherry now that uh, Alistair Clarkson's finally killed off Todd Goldstein. <laughs> um, so, I'll, look, I'll, I'll really like this pick here at Green, Green with 22. Uh, 23, I've gone a little bit off kilter. I've gone with uh, one of my favourite boys out of the uh, the Sandy Dragons, uh, Archie Roberts, um, with, with pick 23. Uh, he's a good player, very, good, very handy defender type, can really... He can play a multitude of roles, really. I think he's a good one-on-one defender. Quite a good, quite good on the intercept as well. Peeling off, great rebounder as well, um, and quite quick off the burst as well. Can can play. I think he'll be an elite rebounding uh, defender to start things off. But yeah, average twenty-one disposals and and four marks for uh, Vic Metro during the uh, the championships and six rebound fifties. As well with the disposal efficiency of seventy seven point one, so he's a clean user. I think mm. North need. I think North needs a, a few players like that around the uh, 
in terms of generating out of half back, I think he's my man. Jeez. I like that. Yeah. I've got um, I'm on twenty one and twenty two. Yeah, I've gone with um, Thol- Tholstrup at, at twenty one, and also yeah. Roberts, like you, um, Docker in this pick. I, I think that they're both going to be slide for Tholstrup. Yeah, big North. slide just because of what's in front of him. But I, I think that if North can get those picks along with Leak, as I said, um, they'll be doing really well with those sort of three selections there. I don't mind um, a little North route, Miller. Yeah, That's, I'm uh, sort yeah. of getting a little band together, Cat. Uh, <laughs> it was abuse for Jordan Croft, but we moved on from that. I'm getting together a nice draft, so it's shaping up. Yeah, I, I, I reckon North would be very happy uh, either way with these selections. I think they they they, they cannot lose. If if they do lose, uh, then they should be blown up. <laughs> <laughs> Fold the club. Uh, Collingwood Collingwood enter the draft here, gentlemen. And yes, uh, I think for them uh, they'd want to look to replace Taylor Adams in the midfield. And I think George Stevens is the guy. I know that a few have had him sliding, but this guy is built like an absolute tank. Uh, he's got the, the body you want in an inside midfielder, so I think they'd be looking at him. And Collingwood, they've always gone a little bit non-traditional in the past few years of their first-round selections, so I think they'd be eyeing this guy off uh, just that frame for mine. He, he would suit the Collingwood midfield very nicely. I've got Collingwood. I'm with you, Kat. I'm, I'm identifying a, a need in that midfield there, a hard body. Uh, I've got I've got them taking Harry Dematia here with uh, pick 24, um, very, very strong tackling player, very quick as well, can play a couple of roles as well. So we know we know we saw Taylor Adams rotate with Tom Mitchell across half forward this year at Collingwood. He can be a sort of player that I think can play both forward half and, and, and midfield in due time. He's a very good pressure player. Mm. We know Craig McRae loves to preach that sort of stuff um, and very, very good uh, with his kicking as well. So um, I think he's going to be a, a talented player. Uh, Harry Dematia, so I'll have him going here at 24. I've got a uh, big boy, Will Green, here, gentlemen, for Collingwood. I think and, and a Ruckman, as you said, who's going to be a really good man down the line. Great tap work, um, and he's going to learn a lot forward craft, I think, from Cameron and Cox, who are two guys who have rotated as Ruck forward. So I think it's a good selection. Um, might be the end of Aiden Begg, but I, I think Collingwood take him, uh, take him here at 23 for me. I like that. All right. Pick 25, the Cromer back on. Um, I've gone Riley Hardiman here for them, gentlemen. Uh, WA boy, so he's coming over to South Australia, but I think he, he addresses a need. Not quite the height that they might maybe be after, but um, he's got pace as well, even though he's that sort of third tall size. So um, good fit for their back line, and I think he'll uh, he'll go here. Yeah, good shout, Cat. I've got uh, Adelaide taking uh, Ari Schoenmaker with this pick. Um, we know he's not a, a mammoth bloke, but he's still 194 centimetres. It might have to be him and McElhaney take on uh, the world <laughs> next, next year, uh, two little kids. Uh, but he, he's a player that's really risen to prominence the last, last, couple of, last 12 months, really. I think he's... Uh, Quite a good sort of decision maker with the ball by foot. Um, quite good, quite a good rebounder as well. Averaged uh, sixteen uh, disposals and seven and a half marks for ta- for Tassie in the championships this year. Um, might have to work on his defensive abilities, but he's already got a ready made body. He's one ninety four uh, and ninety one, so I think he's a player that could put, arguably sl- uh, slide into this Adelaide defence next year. And, and may have to learn on the run how to defend. So um, I, th- I have the Crows here. They need a, they need, they do need tall defenders, as you said. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's it. I've got uh, the Crows taking Harry Dematia here. I think that uh, the the little fella with the big head 
big hair. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be a guy that, as you said earlier, Kat, he's, the Crows are very keen on him. So I think that he'll end up here at 24 for mine. Uh, Saints with pick 26. I've gone with two Jaths here, boys. Uh, I think he, he bolts a little bit into the, the very nice. back end of the first round. Very nice. Um, like I said, I want to see the Saints address this back line, and um, I think they've got it absolutely locked up between uh, Jath um, and Leek with my two picks. Uh, so I think that would be a perfect little first round for them, and then they Jeez. can just pick off a few uh, later on if they need to. That's nice. That is not, not a bad call there, Cat. I've got the Saints taking Angus Hasty here with uh, pick 26. Wow. He's a, a Geelong Falcons defender, 190 centimetres, so he's uh, sort of in the, in the middle there between uh, mid-size and tall, but he's a, a guy that can play both uh, as a lockdown and as a rebounding defender. Uh, he averaged uh, 12.5 disposals this year and three rebound Jeez. 50s for the uh, Vic Country in the championship, so... He's a player that I think they need uh, St Kilda. They need some. They need some of these, uh, you know, Callum Wilkie clones. And I think Angus Hasty can be the kind of guy that that can really develop his body over time and be that sort of guy that can take on the big fellas. And Callum um, Wilkie region, eh? Yeah, this is this is it, Cat. Uh, this is it. it. It's it's coming to life. The cloning machine's working with cuddly Ross. Um, well, Ross has got it working. At least finally, someone has. <laughs> someone has finally got it working. But I think he's a good player, a very good two-way defender. I think he, I think the Saints sort of need those players. Mm, that's it. I wouldn't have picked that play there, um, just quietly. <laughs> okay, then, Miller. If you're going to call me out for Croft, I'm not a fan oh, of that. I'll call you out oh, for that. I'm, all right. That's a bit of a bolt, too bit much of a boulder for me there, Doc. I, I like him, but, God, it's high, very high. Fine. Um, I'm going with Hardyman. Hard E, man. He is still on the board. Um, so he gets to the Saints. They need a defender, as you said, for days. So he's uh, pick 25 for me. As you guys said, he's a, even though a WA boy, I think that the Saints are in desperate need of defenders because Dougal Howard's about to be sent to the shadow realm. Um, so <laughs> I think that uh, he'd be a good fit and, and a guy who I think could possibly play some games in his first season for sure. Ross is going to send him off to the farm, eh? You're done, Dougal. <laughs> Uh, bit, of, <laughs> bit of old Heller operations with Dougal at the moment. <laughs> Final pick of the first round, gentlemen, uh, belongs to Carlton. I've got them taking Archie Roberts. Speak of the cloning machine. Uh, Nick Newman, regen, if I've ever seen one here. Uh, oh, he's, wow. he's obviously still got a few years left, Nick, but if they want to prepare for some of the older guys, I think they've got a great opportunity here with this young man. And uh, I think he's, he's built for the role. Very, very classy ball user. Um, got pace, which maybe a little bit more than Newman might add a, a little bit of an extra dimension to the Carlton backline. And they're building nicely with Cottrell and Hollands on the wings. Uh, I think this guy will be the perfect uh, plus them at halfback. So Roberts to the Blues. Yeah, not bad, Cat. I don't mind um, that one. I like that. With Carlton's pick, I've gone with uh, Tao Giath as well. Um, uh, the Hawthorne NGA player, no, I can't bid for him here because he's in the top 40, but he had a really strong uh, second half of the year for the Gippsland Power. He's almost like a mirror image of how CJ plays at Hawthorne. He's uh, quite quick off the halfback line, quite an elite interceptor as well, and quite a composed figure when he does have the ball in mm. his hands. Quite a few games I've watched uh, him this year. He looks looks like a looks like a ready-made halfback flanker at, uh, at, at any club, and I think the Blues, he, he won't play right away. I think he's a player that can, as you said, Kat, can almost be like a Nick Newman heir apparent, uh, mm. I think, across the half back line. And 
he averaged uh, 17.7 disposals, 3.5 marks, and uh, five rebound 50s in the in the talent league this year. So he's got a lot of talent, and he's and it's still untapped for mine. I think he's going to be a great pickup, whoever takes him. Yep. I've also got Jarth there as well. Um, Doc, I'm big on him as well. I, I think his athleticism and his natural intercepting is something that's really, really, really good. The only one that I had, I've actually, ta- if I was to take someone else instead of him, was the man with two first names, Luke Lloyd. He's a bit of a bolter. Luke Lloyd. Luke Lloyd. I just want to talk a little bit about him. I think he's a guy that is a great size at 193, but his footy IQ and his scoreboard impact is something that I reckon is really underrated, and I wouldn't mind seeing him if they don't take Jarth. That was the only other one I had, but just to throw something different in the mix there. But I'll tell you what, anyone that gets a selection in this draft, Cat Early Doors, is getting a bloody good player on their hands, I think. Absolutely. It's a good little top end of the draft. Everybody's saying it drops off pretty quickly. Um, but I don't know. The more I've looked into them, the more I think <laughs> this top sort of 30 is pretty solid, um, oh, yeah. all things considered. You've got the stars up the top, but um, I think there's some very, very good players that could develop into something special amongst the rest of them. Um, but that is our first round. Can you bloody believe 27 players, 26 for you, Miller. Oh, shit. The academy and kids oh. and the extra north picks and everything. Oh, just it makes your head spin. But uh, what, about, we... what about what about the pl- what about the teams that don't get a pick in the first round? Who who, who do we reckon they're targeting? Oh, uh, I've not thought that far ahead. Uh, we... you've, been, you've, been, you've been digging deep into <laughs> Port Adelaide's uh, pick here, have you? Um, well, it doesn't have Port Adelaide's pick here on the uh, on the on the Phantom Draft operation. So who do you have us taking, Doc? I've got us looking at Charlie Edwards as our guy. Um, I've got you guys looking at Taylor Goad at thirty-one. Yeah, I'm on it. Yeah, uh, you know he's a tall, tall unit, and you could use somebody else other than Samson Ryan for a change. Miller, I thought I'd give you a bit of a leg up there. <laughs> could also see them taking Logan Morris with thirty with thirty-two. Yeah, I've got him going. Got him going with Brisbane, but I can easily see him yeah, going with, with your team. I was about to a, say I've got him going Brisbane too, as as a, as a tall forward operation. Um, Frio, don't be surprised if they take uh, Aiden O'Driscoll. It's the third O'Driscoll uh, that they're going to that they're going to take. They got um, baby <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna call it baby Driscoll. Baba Driscoll, eh? Uh, and and no, there's no, we're not inciting incest at Fremantle. We are not doing that. Uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh dear! Um, and, but also, I just wanted to make a mention to Luke Lloyd Miller. That's a really good one. Uh, mm. It was it was that kid who kicked like bags for fun in the uh, the high school yes. competition uh, in the high school competition. So I can see him going. Uh, Reasonably early in this draft, uh, may, maybe maybe late later in the second round, but yep. he's still he's still a good player for it's me. It's a stacked draft though. There's great talent all about. It is, I'm not hearing this yet. It's a, it's a weaker draft. I think, like I said, there's there's talent amongst this group. I think if teams pick well, um, yeah. and setting themselves up nicely for the future, especially the likes of North, uh, who've got these five bloody <laughs> picks to work with, and the Crows too, three in there. Melbourne got a good chance as well, but. That has been our first round Phantom Draft. Thank you so much for listening along. We'll post those up on the socials too once the episode comes out so you can have a look at those in a nice little easier form if you want to refer to them back uh, when the draft actually comes on draft night. See how many we get right. Uh, Knowing us, we'll get like the first five right and then uh, none from there. 
It's um, going to be funny, Cat, when Harley Reid doesn't go one and we are laughing at it. We are idiots. <laughs> We're all screwed then. And we have to be forced to turn up to the uh, the Zencaster with their heads in shame because <laughs> we've completely got it wrong. Uh, well, make sure you stick with us for those episodes. We'll have, of course, the draft review as well. And the AFLW finals are still in full swing, so make sure you stick with us until the end of that season too. You can follow us across our social so you know when new episodes come out, A3FootyPodcast, Facebook and Instagram at A3Footy on Twitter. And we've got our email as well, A3Footy at gmail.com. With all that said, I'm looking forward to a huge draft night. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty. Come on, Dodo. Pick someone good. <laughs> come on, Western Bulldogs. Do not draft Jordan Croft at six. <laughs> Go, Jarth.